another episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast. On this episode, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. We are going to discuss the words, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, and what they mean, and how to prevent it, and how to make sure that you drive sexual tension and sexual attraction throughout the relationship so that you never hear that. Just a note before we get into the podcast, today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to hengebook.com and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Again, go to hengebook.com H-E-N-G-E-B-O-O-K.com to start today. Thank you. But first, before we get into the podcast, I'm going to give you a quick overview of what we're going to cover. First, we are going to define those words, I love you and I'm not in love with you, and tell you exactly what they mean and why they're different. Second, We're going to get into some research around romantic love, sexual attraction, and lust. How long that phase of a relationship typically lasts. We are then going to get into the differences between romantic love and attachment, um, how they work in different areas of the brain and how they're different and why they don't last as well. Fourth, we're going to talk about the things, the actions, and the behaviors that happen as a relationship gets into a longer-term relationship, and why the actual act of marriage and being in a long-term relationship actually works against the concept of female sexual desire and attraction. And we're going to talk about some things that you should not allow to happen while you're doing that. We're also going to talk real briefly on some of the the key things that females are attracted to so you understand um, those things. And then finally, we are going to review how to keep sexual tension high in the relationship. All right? Before we get into all that, I want to have a brief, give a brief discussion about wolf spider mating. Yes, you heard that right. How wolf spiders mate and what we can learn from it. It turns out, and (laughs) believe it or not, there's been a lot of research done on how wolf spiders mate. Uh, A lot of scientists and PhDs are quite interested in the topic. And um, we can use some of that research to enlighten us on a few things, believe it or not. Real quick background is that female wolf spiders are larger than male wolf spiders and sometimes female wolf spiders um, cannibalize the male while they're trying to mate. They, they eat them. And so, um, obviously, if you're going to go mating with a female, you do not want to get eaten, whether you're a wolf spider or a man. Right? We certainly don't want that to happen. So let's see what we can learn from wolf spiders about mating and sexual attraction 
and lust and how we can use that to our advantage, all right? When a male wants to mate sexually with a female wolf spider, he generally goes to her, her, her cavern, her den, her lair, if you will. It's, you know, it's dark, it's wet, probably sticky from spider webs, of course. Um, and it can probably be a harrowing experience when you're going in there, especially with the females bigger than you, and there's a possibility you could get cannibalized, right? Um, but as researchers were looking at this, they couldn't figure out exactly why it is that some males would get eaten and why it is that others would be successful. And so they did even more deeper digging on their research. All right. Turns out that there are a number of different factors involved in whether a, a male gets eaten or not. And we can kind of walk through some scenarios to better understand why or why not. So I'm gonna walk through four scenarios and kind of discuss them. Scenario A is when the male wolf spider enters too fast. He's reckless, he's, he's over eager, if you will. He wants to mate really bad. He comes in quick into the female layer. Um, what the research shows is that many times when that happens, he will get eaten. He will be killed and the female will have a nice meal, all right? So he's too overeager, he's coming in too fast, perhaps it startles the female. Um, not certain exactly why this is the case, um, but he's eaten, all right? Scenario B is the male wolf spider comes in a little bit slower. He's purposeful, um, but he's not overeager, he's not rushing in, and he's confident. When the male wolf spider does that, he mates successfully. He's not eaten. Scenario C is very much like B. He comes in confidently, purposely, um, calculating methodically. He's not overeager, but he, he's not anxious. He doesn't lack confidence. And he brings a gift. And his gift is some small food item, perhaps a dead fly. I know that sounds yummy. Um, but he brings a gift, and when the female starts eating the fly or whatever else it is, he then uh, kind of sneaks around and starts to seduce her and mates with her. Very cunning wolf spider, that is. Um, so he brings a gift to kind of warm her up. Um, and he's not eaten. He mates successfully. Scenario D is the wolf spider comes in cautiously, um, but he lacks a little confidence. And when he sees the female, he gets scared, he gets anxious, he might try to run, and he is killed. He's eaten too. Female wolf spider doesn't like that lack of confidence. So, what can we see and infer from this and learn from wolf spiders about mating and sexual attraction and desire. Um, if you move too quickly, if you're over eager, if you're too aggressive uh, and you're a male wolf spider, you get killed. Generally speaking, that is the case too and in mating and how physical attraction works, especially when you just meet somebody, but even in the relationship as well. Um, if you're too over eager, too aggressive, too giving of yourself, those things are not attractive qualities in a mate. So remember that. 
Um, what female wolf spiders do like is male wolf spiders that are purpose-driven, methodical, careful, confident. They're confident. And sometimes they bring gifts and things like that to seduce them. Those are behaviors that female wolf spiders like. And guess what? Those are the same and similar behaviors that female humans like in men. So there are quite a few things we can learn from this example. Um, and then also we know that female wolf spiders don't like male wolf spiders that lack confidence, that get anxious and scared. Uh, same thing with females of, of humans. Female humans like men that have rank and status and um, are confident. That's attractive to a female. So there are quite a few interesting things we can learn um, on the story of how wolf spiders mate and we want to make sure this transfers to you in this in this podcast as well the bottom line is don't get eaten um, but mate successfully by how you behave all right all right now let's get back into um, some more scientific research on on these facts here um, first, we wanted to define the words, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. What does that really mean? I love you really basically means when a female says that is that she, she cares about you. And this is based upon an attachment that two people build up together over time. Um, it's in a specific area of the brain where attachment happens and it's different. It's in a different area of the brain where, than where romantic love happens. So when a female says that, she's saying she has a strong, deep attachment to you. She cares about you. Well, females will also have a strong attachment for their kids and other family members. It doesn't mean that there's a sexual romantic overtone to it. So when she says that, that's what she's telling you. When she says she's not in love with you, she's telling you that she doesn't feel a romantic love for you, a, a deep sexual attraction or a lust for you. Um, two different things. Romantic love is different than long-term attachment type love. And so that's what she's saying when she tells you this. All right. Now, it's just interesting enough, um, the research on romantic love, sexual attraction, lust, that's real intense. The research says that typically it'll only last anywhere from six months to 24 months, maybe three years. Um, some prominent researchers, Dorothy Tenov, Michael Leibowitz, who researched this, and they say, you know, 18 months to three years typically is a, is a common cycle. Other researchers will say six months to 24 months. What does that mean? That just means that when you meet somebody and you have that, you fall in love and you want to be with them all the time and making out and kissing and touching each other, um, it fades over time. I'm going to explain why. Um, but it typically will only last, you know, six months, 24 months, and then it starts to diminish unless you work really, really hard at it. And it takes, it takes work to maintain that uh, a kind of deep, love and a deep romantic love over, over a long-term relationship. Um, really what happens is that romantic love and attachment um, happen in different parts of the brain and they experience different chemicals and neurotransmitters that signify them and make people feel that way. 
okay? Um, romantic love, um, typically what happens is that when you're meeting somebody and touching each other and kissing and whatnot, it's releasing a lot of dopamine, which makes you feel vibrant and excited, makes you feel up. Um, it, it releases what's called norepinephrine. It's like an adrenal, which makes you feel energetic. And also, you'll get some oxytocin as well, but also it'll decrease your serotonin levels. And decreasing serotonin, serotonin that's where you make you, makes you feel like you're getting these obsessive compulsions to be with the other person. Um, so that's what happens in the romantic love, the sexual lust phase. And those chemicals are being um, transmitted into a specific area of the brain different than where attachment occurs. Um, so as these chemicals are being released, it's just, like, it's just like any other drug. Over time, you build up a resistance to them. And it takes more and more and more to get the same feeling. It's hard to do that, of course. That's why typically uh, the romantic love and those feelings will diminish over time, all right? It's a natural occurring phenomenon. Attachment happens in a different part of the brain. It's mainly um, happens with oxytocin and vasopressin. And those are uh, two bonding um, neurotransmitters when you have safe, gentle, warm, fun interactions with your female partner. Um, she's releasing oxytocin, vasopressin, it makes her feel more bonded to you and trusting of you and safe with you. But those things are part of the equation, but those things don't in and of themselves make a woman feel intense romantic love. Two different things, all right? And so naturally what happens in a long-term relationship, if, if nothing else, is because the, the human body and the brain builds up a resistance to these chemicals in the romantic love stage, um, and over time, the intensity of the feelings that you feel for someone uh, naturally decrease. There are situations, they found through research, that some people are able, over the course of a long-term relationship, to maintain high levels of romantic love, um, but those people work really hard at it and do a lot of positive things to maintain it, okay? There are some people too, just by nature of their body, their brain chemistry, if they have really, really intense chemistry, they're possibly able to maintain romantic love longer without necessarily working harder. But again, a small subset of the population, all right? Once again, today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering the listeners of the Climbing Hinge podcast a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to hengebook.com and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening today. Hengebook.com. H-E-N-G-E-B-O-O-K.com. I highly recommend a book by the title of The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. It is one of the favorite books I have of all time, of mine. I think David Data has an ex excellent perspective on female-male behaviors. I think if you listen to his teachings, you'll get a similar uh, vibe to what we teach, and it'll be very complementary to what we talk about as well. So again, if you want to download that book or any others, go to hengebook.com to take advantage today. Thank you.
Okay, let's just look at now, go on to the next thing here and look at some of the things that happen um, as a consequence of getting into a long-term relationship that make it so that the romantic love stage decreases even more. Because we know that females are attracted to a number of different things in males. They are attracted to high rank males, men of status, independent men, men that can lead the relationship. Those are not supplicant men. Those are not men that are controlled by a female. Those are not men that are manipulated by a female. Those are strong, independent, purpose-driven men of rank that have friends and careers and jobs. Those are things that females are attracted to. Okay, and so a lot of times what happens in a relationship is that a female, once you are with her and once you move in with her and once you're married to her, will try to domesticate the man and you know, have him stop going out with his friends so much and going out and watching football and hanging with the guys and stop going on hiking trips and mountain biking and staying home with the wife and the kids. All of those things, guess what? Breed familiarity, and it strips the man of all those things um, that she was attracted to in the first place. His independence, his ruggedness, his purposeness, his ability to have lots of friends and, and be socially of high value, right? So just going through kind of a list of things here, um, by nature, a woman will almost always try to domesticate her husband or her long-term boyfriend. It's just what they do. Um, if you let them, and if you just become what I call a soccer dad or a hockey dad that just, you know, you drive the kids to soccer and hockey and you're a great husband in terms of taking care of things and you mow the lawn and all those kind of stuff and you do dishes and vacuum once in a while. Those are all great things, um, but it's not enough to drive long-term attraction, okay? So, um, your familiarity with your partner or your wife will breed a sense of contempt. Um, it certainly doesn't breed a sense of sexual desire and a lust and a wanting. So all these things that happen in long-term relationship, um, they go against the grain of what's needed to create long-term sexual attraction. Um, your lack of independence, if you let her control you, if you let her um, separate you from all your male friends, you know, because a lot of women like to do that, you know, just stop going out with all your friends and you need to be home with the kids. Um, that's another mistake. That is an outlet for you that demonstrates your, your social value in the community and with your friends. I'm not saying you go out and party and go out and watch football and go out and play soccer and go hiking and mountain biking and mountain climbing every day or every week. You have to have a good balance. You have to be a family man, of course, and helping out around the house and doing things, but it's a balance, okay? It's a balance between those things and being a purpose-driven, independent, secure, high-value man. So do not lose your male tribe. If you're smothering her, and you're needy and you do all kinds of stuff for her, guess what? That's not attractive. You'll destroy her attraction for you. 
If you're letting her domesticate you, as we said, she will lose her attraction for you. If you're letting her control you, she will lose her attraction for you. If you're letting her manipulate you, she will lose her attraction for you over time, all things being equal, all right? So when we talk about romantic love and attachment, the female has dual needs in a relationship. The dual needs are, you know, attachment is all about, you know, safe, special, happy, warm, trusting, gentle. Romantic love is about excitement, danger, desire, wanting, okay? Different things, they do not go hand in hand. Being a great dad and a family man um, is great for attachment. Um, it adds to the sense of what a man can be in terms of his romantic attachment, but you have to be doing the other things, you know, purpose-driven, mountain climbing, exciting stuff, male tribe, all those kind of things, right? Okay? Now, I'm just, let's just assume one thing is that, um, that your physical attractiveness and those types of things are remaining the same as when you started the relationship. Obviously, people get older and they, their, their looks change, but unless something's drastically changed in your physical uh, appearance, let's just assume that your, fem your female, your wife or your girlfriend is still physically attracted to you, but, um, and if that's the case, then we have to look at all these other things that we're talking about, all right, okay? Now, let's just talk about some key things to maintain um, sexual tension throughout the relationship. Okay, we talked about kind of the dual needs of the female, and that goes through a romantic love and attachment, right? And so each of those things requires different sets of behaviors to kind of spark and ignite, right? Um, to make a woman feel safe, special, and happy, I can do a lot of different actions and behaviors to make her feel that way. I can be responsive to her needs. I can show appreciation for, for what she does. I can praise her. A big one is that I can listen and acknowledge what she's saying and how she feels. That's huge. I can show warmth and affection. I can use humor as a tool to, to make her laugh and feel special. We can do new activities together. That's a big thing that people a lot of time lose doing new activities, fun activities, kind of like you know, a little bit dangerous, but not dangerous activities, are all releasers of dopamine. So if you're doing new activities with your girlfriend or wife over the course of the relationship, that's a great thing to keep things exciting and vibrant and, and help to keep romantic love alive. So all these things here are things that will help to make a woman what we call safe, special, happy. And those things will all promote um, attachment and bonding and, and all those kind of good things or the I love you things. Um, in order to create sexual tension though, we want to create a pole between two different things. We want to, on the top we want to have you know, the actions that drive safe, special, happy. And on the bottom we want to have behaviors that drive her feeling your strength, your independence, and your value, okay? So some basic behaviors that a man should always be looking to do on, on the bottom here is, um, you should be unaffected. Unaffected means uh, you don't act negative. Um, if she's behaving badly or whatever she's doing, you're unaffected. Um, that gives you power in a relationship.
okay? Um, you don't let her control you. You don't let her manipulate you. Women that can control men and manipulate them um, will lose their attraction for you. That's not an independent man. That's not a purpose-driven man. Um, that's a sad man, all right? Uh, you will have your male tribe, meaning you will maintain your friendships with other men. You will go out once in a while. Obviously, if I'm before I move in with my, my girlfriend or wife, if I'm, if I'm going out with my male tribe three days a week, three nights a week, once I move in, I'm going to decrease that, of course, because that would be appropriate. But I'm not going to get rid of it. Maybe from three times down to one time a week. But I'm going to make sure I have a day every week where we get, you know, the guys get together, whether it's playing volleyball at the beach or going to watch the football game, stuff like that. Once or twice a week is good. Obviously, the more kids you have, places demands on these things, but these are a balance you want to try to keep, okay? You want to maintain a sense of independence and independent leadership of the relationship. You want to use a tool such as scarcity and social proof to maintain and drive value because those psychological tools um, are proven to maintain value. And the more value you have, the more a woman will feel that sexual tension and attraction, okay? You want to be purpose-driven. You always want to focus on your purpose. Without your purpose, um, you, your job, your work, whatever, you can't provide and protect for your family. Purpose-driven, all right? And also value and rank in your status. The more you, you have status and rank, whether it's in your job or social circles or other things, the more attractive and desirable you'll be to a woman, all right? So, those are the behaviors, safe, special, and happy, and the behaviors um, that make a woman feel your strength and value that kind of pull and bind a relationship and create sexual tension. On the one hand, I can be praising my wife or girlfriend, showing her affection, and then on the same day, I can be doing male tribe activities. She might feel a little bit threatened or worried about my male tribe activities because that's what females will generally do when you show your independence. Um, but that's one of the things that just has to be part of a relationship. And the more that you show trusting, safe behaviors, um, the more she will trust you when you're going out and doing, you know, independent male tribe type things. Never lose sight of this. If you do, eventually, you will become the male wolf spider and you will be eaten. Well, you won't be eaten, but you'll hear the words, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And that's exactly what we want to prevent. All right. Real quick summary. We talked about the words, I love you and I'm not in love with you, what they mean. We talked about romantic love and how long it typically lasts, and since it doesn't last, you have to work really, really hard to maintain it over the duration of a relationship. We talked about the dual needs of the female, romantic love, attachment style love, how it works in the brain, different areas of the brain, but the female needs both. We talked about the natural things that happen in a long-term relationship that destroy sexual attraction and female desire for you. And then we talked about how to maintain sexual tension in a relationship, making her feel safe, special, happy on the one hand, and on the other, her feeling your strength and your value. So if you 
never want to hear those words again, or never want to hear those words, period, you must practice these things. And by the way, I've encountered many, many men who have heard those words and then put in place these behaviors and turned things around. So even if a female says that, it's not the end of the road. Because unlike the wolf spider, she will not eat you. She will just tell you those words, which is much better than being eaten. All right. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Climbing Henge Podcast.